0: you're listening to live from city lights a podcast of readings and archives from city lights books and publishers to learn more visit www.citylights.com
1: hi everybody online i'm peter i want to welcome you all to city lights before we begin as is customary uh i want to acknowledge that we are beaming to you and we are here uh on ramatish ohlone unceded territory and we should take a moment to uh think about those ancestors and uh and the way that they sort of took care of the land and we should think about the way that we take care of the land um so releasing a city lights title is always an auspicious occasion always an exciting occasion and to be able to produce a book for Mimi tempest is totally thrilling so the delicacy of embracing spirals is the book it has been receiving a lot of play lately and rightfully so it is really an amazing amazing just look at the cover <laughs> i mean come on knocks you out great great stuff so um with us tonight it's also <laughs> going to be trung tran who's going to be in conversation he's a poet visual artist educator and author of five collections of poetry and a children's book uh he's been hosted here before he's an amazing theorist amazing amazing artist uh to be in conversation with Mimi Tempest who is a multidisciplinary artist writer performer her first book the men Montemen- Montemen- monumental forgive my stutterings monumental miss Rememberings was published by Co-Conspirator Press and the Feminist Center. Uh, in 2021, uh, she was selected for uh participation in the Lambda Literary Writers Retreat for Emerging LGBTQ Voices and Writers, and was a creative fellow at The Ruby here in San Francisco. Her works can be found on Foglifter, Interim Poetics, and at the Studio Museum in Harlem. She is currently a doctoral candidate in the creative critical PhD program in literature at UC Santa Cruz um can i tell you how much this book means to us uh i'm gonna allow gary Caples, who is the poetry editor here at city lights and an amazing poet in his own right to say a few words about the book
2: thank you peter thank you all for coming it really uh really means a lot to me this is a really special book uh and i I'm not gonna tell you what it's about because you will not have any uh any doubt about what it's about when uh when you leave this room. but sometime during lockdown around uh, eight maybe April 2021, I had a virtual reading for a Brooklyn-based series and I asked uh, our uh, our colleague uh Josiah Lewis Alderetti to read with me. And Josiah's a w- way better reader than me. But he had his first book out so i was fine with the prospect of him blowing me off the stage jeffrey joe's readings tend to be in threes, so i was, wasn't surprised to see a third name when the reading was announced though i had no idea who this mimi tempest was to this day i'm not sure how she ended up on the bill i've come to suspect it was through josiah in any case being the <coughs> senior poet age-wise i was reading third so headlining in a structural sense as I recall, Josiah Red first and totally crushed it like I knew he was gonna. But what I wasn't prepared for was Mimi Tempest. My memory of her was looking directly into the camera and fucking lighting it up. Jesus. It was like watching an MC, and in some sense, it was. I remember thinking, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I'm not even going to describe it, because you're about to see it but she spit fire and lyricism in a way that I had imagined was possible, but never really heard anyone achieve. Now I was scared. Not that I could compete with that, but I had to do something now. And I'm not a performer by nature, as you can tell. And I only read, have been successful at reading by just not giving the shit, but that didn't really seem like it's going to cut it anymore when you're following Mimi Tempest. So I didn't die, but I felt lucky to get out alive. Anyway, Mimi had a new book, Mon- The Monumental Misrememberings from co and of Press down in LA. So I ordered it, looked around it, carried it around in my backpack, lost it, ordered another copy when I noticed it was being reprinted because the first run had sold out. Got the new copy, found the old copy, and finally read it cover to cover. Took me about six months. But I hadn't misremembered. Her poems were extraordinary, and she didn't even need to be in the room. I needed to try and publish her at City Lights. I wrote to her sometime the following summer, I was received with some curiosity and a great deal more skepticism nonetheless i managed to get her to let me look at the manuscript once she was finished with it that manuscript has now become the delicacy of embracing spirals you don't need me to tell you what it's about because you will know we're extremely fortunate to be able to publish her at city lights she's one of the most extraordinary poets i've ever had the pleasure of working with she's already a star you just got to see her once so everybody please join me in welcoming mimi tempest
3: this is man I'm lucky. Turned out to be an extraordinary uh, person who I'm very grateful um, to be the editor of this book. Uh, today, 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 today. Uh, I'm just a fat black bitch with a few good words. A court jester at best. Uh, every black poet waits in line for their 15 minutes, regurgitating the last one's sonnet into a lackluster spin off. Every black man's poem reads I was killed today. I will be killed again tomorrow. America, you wish to consume or wear or fuck or frame my flesh. America, you were never America in the first place. Let us swallow our fist into the bruising bear's resemblance of a broken chain. I am never at your mercy. They calculate every move, hovering to see if the Academy going to take the soul out of me as if I didn't offer it already in a Los Angeles basement in exchange for a simple day. 2016 got a few secrets on me. The devil got even more. I am imperfect in the most perfect ways. No idealism penetrates the perilous nature of my pen. I see the South Paul stance of their spoken word from a mile away. Uh, I prefer a, an orthodox rendering of my wicked tongue. A fading table sketch of an early Basquiat. Turn calamity from a violent cadence. a Sickles, mindfuck. How far left can I take God's turn I can't see. Uh, a portrait my latinx cousin smoking meth in the bathroom in the room over her toddler watches a gay cartoon a landscape my african friend begging for my hand in marriage for citizenship in a country that he doesn't even want to die in a still life of my third abortion no my fourth graffiti of the line of coke i snorted the night before i moved to oakland i play god always i'm as shameless as i paint myself to be the black woman's poem reads i was raped today I'll be raped again tomorrow. America, you wish to consume and wear and fuck and frame my flesh. America, you were always America in the first place. Let us swallow our blood until the bruising bears resemblance of a broken chain. I am always at your mercy. They calculate every move hovering to see if the loneliness gon' take the poetry out of me as if I didn't offer everything in a Florida graveyard in in exchange for a killer's aim. Shit, that's the second time I read that stanza. And the last piece, I refuse to bleed on this page, but bleeding is the only thing that seems worthy of your applause. Mimi, you're screaming at the walls again. Mimi, you shouldn't write it like that. Mimi, just shut up and do the work. Mimi, 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 play the game and Mimi, slow and steady wins the fake. And Mimi, tell us about your next. uh, Mimi, be nice and maybe your 15 minutes will last longer than the nigga ahead of you. The chip on my shoulder got a death wish. The arrogance can't even hide itself. It removed my head from the body and placed it off center left on canvas. The eyes dilate, lava hot, a whispering window shot up from skull crack dances into the yellowing of teeth, a a cigarette spawn tells a telltale sign too good for this willowing scene, vibrating in opposition to the onslaught. Reverberation safety tantalizes for luxury. I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost bourgeois bored. The reality is if I don't hear the slit of the wrist transposed in the painting, what the fuck are we dying for? To be representational. I forget to be here all the time. Grounded just isn't my thing. It's the ones who pranced proper holy, who got the viciousness, begging to crawl, naked completely out their skin. Me, every wall was already taken. Every seedling of doubt was planted into a forest, decaying my wandering thoughts into a new beginning. Let's see how pretty I can make this frown look today. I feel like stopping. Uh, I've read this poem so many times; it's like in my bones. You know how Beyonce performs "Crazy in Love" (laughs) at like every like performance she does. This is my "Crazy in Love," so, uh, and it happens to be the title of this book. Uh, the delicacy of uh, embracing spirals duplicates a foreign tendency to graft a landscape it dizzies itself to become peer pressured grows through movement as time the foot following the other makes steps sound like when howling all i ever have be the roundabout draining through the concept of a mind uh brain bears logic when magic decides to leave the room i'm barely in my body I forget to conjure here, I hone frequencies out of possibilities, masquerading as Sundays, I take up space, I take up moons, I swallow ecstasies, I grin big, forget a face is what trains the world's eyes to fancy allergies, a, a meteor crash of a serious self, like how drunk and high and heartbroken the street's gonna leave me every weekend, laugh at the menstrual showcase of a conscious being, who you gonna be today, the tenacity fingering fiction of the human condition, whose face you gonna sing today, linger to Bella without teeth, Aligned to a cosmic counseling, fly not to think, blend not to blur, the lines of irrefutable irony, the x-ray of a melancholic poet, drug-addled, drunken, demon, dreary, drowning, desperate without cause. Who you gonna be today? Greet them at the astral, tell them it was all a lie. Tell them this form is a second, tell them to dread the spiraling, to enhance the spiraling, to force the spiraling, to manifest the spiraling, to embrace the spiraling, to distract the spiraling, to ride the spiraling, to stop spiraling to obliviate into madness and laugh at the fickle trickster who knows when to disappear into it all i forget to laugh during the descent the same self the same question take it all too seriously the iridescent subject the channeler the menace the griot the society and the society barking back at itself Briska doesn't talk only to kill the self i was never here i am never here the here is never here the moment counts down to consent singularity and electrodes of a heart monitor charred teeth charred soul frozen notes of fate awaiting the weight of its own feather and heart who you gonna be today at the center of infinite the body proclaimed a black girl child each phase of puberty pronounced a testimony of humanity yet The audience wasn't sold in the performance. Perchance, power being the voice of the child, the pistol trigger warning, the child wields an entity through gritted teeth. The eye be collapsing. A primordial judgment to step foot on porous ground, philosophical onto extortion, burning passion onto exploitation, (laughs) violent for preservation. Be the rage, don't perform it. Wear the rage, don't let it get stuck, break the rage, don't fold it, fiend the rage, don't fantasize, surrender the rage, don't personalize, drift the rage, don't escape, stir the rage, don't, Let it build, feminize the rage, don't father it. Transcend the rage, don't let it become you sculpt fallacies only to tell the truth be human always but godless to your enemies be an enemy and reveal your palms to none appeal to no one and let your greatness parade for the masses all the forces testifying for me to spit on laps forget that my gums have been numb for a pair of eight weeks i witnessed my foes a road to bloodlust every tasteless and varying attempt to harm my spirit will make a star out of me i never needed nor wanted it in in the first place no machiavellian setup can humble the god behind my tongue who you gonna be tomorrow reveal too much. Say nothing at all. Fish for compliments in a sea of sharks dress finally only to let the wolves rip you to shreds, prance in their clothing every Sunday, become a dusted metaphor to pretend to be a writer. Fancy yourself a rock star, scoff at the ridiculousness of a principled poet, you hear the spoken word slam. They ain't say shit at all disappearing to the key of destroy flat gaslight, the imagination, gaslight, your mama gaslight everyone at City Lights. <laughs> gaslight the city Gaslight the you that plays Heyoka on stage. Gaslight the audience. Gaslight your sisters. Gaslight the one woman, one man without a soul who claims to be your gaslight the city again. Pretend to have a name again. Pretend to have a name again. Pretend to have a name again, 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 please do it again. again. again, again, again. Hide in the symbol of the nucleus. Transcend the spiral. Die fiercely only to be born again in the margins of this third eye a monarch butterfly exercises the feeling of you to be blossomed out of chaos honor the softness that craves to emanate from you i I care enough to observe the spectacle of myself charred innocence lingers its eyes into slumber camouflage youth impertinent to maturation flying north to eucalyptus forget the previous iteration of the soul's territory aim to testify upwards at the sky build this life as a temporary home chime exhales brew a prolonged Death, cry for no more here or, or what was or what is and what was or what was and is and what was and what could have been and what migrates a heartbeat of endless topography, the shape of me conquers into regeneration. There's no values stationary in this grace, just an ounce of face daring to smile itself into oblivion in order to heal, accept a close proximity to annihilation. Your nearest deathbed is a mirror it looks a lot like my eyes depart from ego design a framework composed of lotus bloom and let your cynicism dissipate magic you track you like like life just kind of doesn't make sense <laughs> Good. Because life doesn't make sense. I don't even know if this book makes sense. Sometimes I think I know what the hell's going on and then I'm like, why did I write that? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Rat Race, uh, the Mickey Mouse in me wants to eat your face. Uh, they beg me. They beg me to steady my spirit when they can't take hold of my reins. I'm still dancing for myself. Riding angles into the soul can't break no more passive weekends with angels sounding their horns at my bedside, blood gut deliveries received as pastel crucifixions, lucid reveries, brain dead on Tuesdays, tugging at the wheel, like we gonna run out of time, running through the wheel like all we have is time grave dig into my ovaries. Find a muted universe, name it lilac, lilac. Excuse me, turn it red. Wishes riding their visions into a favorite conquest. Tell them all to make shift their own dreams. Make it desperate and begging for mercy. My lineage never taught me to be just how to serve. I never wanted these prayer hands. I opted to be a project of eloquent violence. God is as real as she never was. They all got kingdoms hissing behind their eyes yet failed to admit in order for a black woman to worship herself as God, God must change. You see this guy bending over backwards anytime soon why wear a crown when you can make claim to your own head what good is truth when all you can do is think about it uh, decapitation is the friendliest reminder of our yearnings to revolutionary contaminations there's no way of all seeing without being seen this is organized in every direction i endow myself as the monument of my own fantasies believe in this life as artifice with ancestors roaring in the cyclone of my middle name and segment firing from the back of my throat and every item delivering as my decency shedding itself through my descent into purgatory the pros and cons of my faithfulness renders me the greatest saturday sightings of me as a sage less marjorie kent more Roxanne Chante spitting cayenne takes between loads of laundry with mama's expectations hounding at my backside the frenetic consciousness of my body holds more weight than the tedious posture of the poet chin up eyes down snarling niceties and the grace of fairness hit the mic and gravitate into a flow only to ask my mind's mirror are there passions that you have or passions that have you how many interpretations can be had before the utterance of a single word will you fall prey to the exhilaration and perils of being too loudly will you let this paranoia stick to your lungs is this an antebellum decadence or do i have a bloodthirst to go round for round my readiness is already being interpreted hinted i'm always auditioning to be something else tell on me you got it all figured out i'm a tyrant to this fashion Carrying my essence and audacity against decor, black and unexcellent, human to a fault. A hybrid corpse defined continuum to become America's most brilliant psycho. A stream of consciousness sold down river, everything is available to pollute. I've been turned on. I've been metaverse. Being born with only a touch of reality, I refuse to be minimized. Y'all not gonna do me how you did Wanda. I've become righteously indignant and hyper aware of the whiteness that powder kegs this excuse of an interrogation my new poem full of my ego instead of myself <laughs> fuck it my Los Angeles melancholia will wear its hat again a compound fraction in the study of undeniable madness I've been trying to destroy this reality since I first opened my eyes surveying all the peace I can disturb if I've yet to find my own this is my new high truth or dare truth or dare 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 okay I'll go first I dare you to pick up a pen and not bubble in a poem. I dare you not to sleep on any prodigious black woman's soliloquy. I dare you to hold these words and find yourself implicated in the violent acts that serve as backdrop to the blood spilled onto these pages. I dare you to hold your applause to pull the machete out your neck. I dare you. I dare you One more poem. And also, um, from Mimi Y'all. Yeah. That's how I hear it in my head. <laughs> 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 from Mimi Tempest. Please come to the stage. Uh, when there's no one left to love, love on me. That's one of the saddest poems in this book. Whatever. Uh, dear Nobody. Hi. <laughs> Fever stiffens to be sudden like the way lovers are dispelled. I disassociate from my body to be a general to my thoughts these warlike mosaic tapestries know more about me than what you will experience a ghost of a drag queen dying on the floor. blood rings risen and apparitions performance of a performance a holographic soul displayed in real time if real time is what we actually have. I protect my uglier truths from my judgments, leave the omissions that are most obvious like table me fat and omniscient perspective is for the fools who rush to play God, I'm much bigger in comparison. Driven by the crows sitting at my window, the pursuit of power is the first thought that comes to mind before we put on our faces. A brewing hurricane swallowing itself whole like a snake adventuring towards its own tail, help me select the ways I will win today press play on my life and rewind through every standing ovation help me christen this plastic joy as my daily reminder pressure my essence get me to pretend to be good help me be reverent enough to this pen to become a master it's comical all the sadness that sits in me the only difference between you and i or you and me is the colors of our straight jackets i've yet to discover the ways this isolation will take pity on my heart forecast a net of a 1000 inclinations to scream the same poet, uh, same poem over and over. I refuse to die kindly over here or beg for sanctity. I have no love for Jesus. I reserve that obsession for myself. Here have these problems. I dare you to hold me. I dare you to love me the way I ask you to I dare you to revere my world. Let's get this wrong. I'm trying to find the fiercest, yeah, the fiercest frequency of my voice today. I study them all as they aim for my throat again. Adversity always comes wrapped in a smile, yeah? I'll fight every nigga in this mine. They think I'm shooting for glory, and the only heart I'm trying to win over is my own. I sit in the front row and the nosebleeds of all my audiences. If your ears possess the insight to see this clearly, then sure you could be in on the joke too. I've been called to say this shit. (laughs) They don't have the kill to say it themselves, stutter autonomy, through a locked jaw. have the bravery to stutter it over and over and over to an eager body of wasteland prodigies trying to be somebody nobody I am nothing at all. During the all, all at once. Peeling back the layers of skin to erase the concept of a lived life, I find a mood so solid that it trembles at the mercy of a phoenix preparing for flight. The theology of me creates the scripture, a violent piece of a Black woman worshiping herself, the goal, the cunt, the reality blessed to fruition. I'll have it all and let them drown in the deceit of my proximity. My assignment of purity gradually erodes. I'll raise hell simply if I can't have it my way. Sincerely, me. a lot of familiar faces and unfamiliar faces and that makes me very excited so thank you so much for coming
0: i i apologize for being late um i thought for sure that this was happening at seven and I was teaching up to the very last minute but um a 40 uber ride and i'm here so <laughs>
1: it's okay
0: um I, I made a I made a promise to myself that I would never follow Mimi Tempest because in her own words, she says, I am going to be the baddest bitch in the room trunk always and that I will slay. And so I arrived dead on arrival and I'm grateful that I didn't have to follow my poetry with yours. So thank you for that. Uh, um We're here celebrating your book. And I had my copy and my student borrowed it this afternoon. So, so I they all claimed that they're broke, so I had to lend it to them. But um what a book. What, what a, a book. fantastic and and brutal book, I, I gotta say. Um in my in my um my commentary about the book, I referenced the book as a blade. So I guess my first question to you is. What are you cutting th- cutting through, and what do you arrive at with this book? So
3: that's that's a great question. Um when I finished the monumental misrememberings, i I remember uh, thinking to myself, like, I didn't lie in that book. I just omitted so much because I was so interested in so interested in like the collective. Um, experience of being quote unquote, a a black woman or the identity of it. So it's a it's very much a collective project. And with this project, I said, Okay, well, what if I didn't um, omit the truth? But what if I wrote the truth how I wanted to write it? So a lot of uh, this project is uh, cutting through the bullshit by creating more bullshit but the type of bullshit that makes me feel safe as as a person and as a writer. um, And I I, I it's, it's like the it's like the gun and the flower. It's like I the I, I, part of me wanted to like come and arrive at this book with the gun. But at the end of the day, I think by the end of the book, I end up giving myself and giving the audience a flower.
0: Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently heard uh, a writer speak and he hadn't made a statement. He said that he's not very proud of many things, but he's proud of the fact that he's never written a single page from a place of anger. And when he said this, when he said this, the audience, I, I heard his collective sigh and almost like embracing of that. And my first response to that was bullshit. And and I'm I'm going to say that I, I my response it was bullshit because um I I have some anger issues myself but also because I had just finished reading your book and there was something about this the power of anger and and what it what is held in that consciousness and and also this idea that a writer of color who cannot access anger was just so unnerving to me. So I guess I wanna ask you, um, what is the role of anger in your book?
3: That's a great question. I mean, the first question I have in response to that first statement is, uh, who is the audience in that room? Um, and it, I'm pretty sure we could get the subcontext context of who was in that room um, because no room of uh, 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 people full of color would ever be like, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So that there's that context, but also, um, you and I have had a lot of, uh, this is like the first time Trong and I are speaking publicly, it's very interesting. We speak very privately all the time, but I think you created a term that really helps me with my own anger and my poetry and just my own anger in life. And that's through our conversations about Wanda Coleman and the, word that Trump came up with, and I'm going to run with it is righteous indignation. So my first response is what poet of color in this country isn't angry. And if you're not angry, you got to look at a lot of shit about yourself or just open up your eyes. You know, you scroll on the internet, you see babies dead. How are you not angry? So anger, um, is to be owned and it's to be, for me personally, constru- uh, constructively used. And I I permit myself and, and through my work, I permit others to be angry when they need to be because it's your right to be so. Um, But yeah, if we don't wanna call it anger, I feel righteous indignation is the right language for that. It's just natural.
0: Thank you, Mamie. Yeah. When when I first um was asked to to f- facilitate this conversation, I, I actually wanted to do my due diligence and ask Mimi of um if you want it questions ahead of time. And Mimi Mimi uh, said, no, absolutely not. I want to shoot the shit the way that we always do. So so this is all off the cuff. So uh, and it's happening in real real time as the world is happening. And
3: can I add something, yeah yeah we're not performing
0: so this is happening and the world is happening right now and and i I think i think this room could probably agree with me when i say that the world is pretty fucked up right now right so and i I believe things happen and the, the reason and that things are connected and so i don't think it's a coincidence that this book comes out at a time like this so what do you and this hanzo blade of yours wants to what do you hope for what do you want to do with this blade in the world
3: by myself anymore i mean if we get to the throughout the book i think and it's, it's part of your work or an extension of your work it's you think you're looking at me and i'm holding all of this but i'm really looking at you You know you thought you were seeing my performance but i'm observing you who, who has this expectation of the performance so i'm i'm. delegating some of the work quote unquote, to you, the audience. And we all collectively have to do our work.
0: So on that notion of performance I and I I speak of this in, in my own work, but in this idea of the performance of otherness. um. And some some would say that we can't avoid it. Like, so how do you how do you hold and respond to that notion that we as people of color, as writers and artists, can't avoid that performance level? I think, I think
3: archetypes, right? The expectation of a performance into archetypes, which is what the second half of the book addresses. Um, but I, I like this notion of, I don't think we can avoid the The performance, because the gaze is always present, but what if we could it becomes a rhetorical question? What if we could make shift our own performances and own it in a way that's beneficial to us in whatever capacity uh, that is the best? Uh, yeah, i don't I don't think I have an answer. I haven't reckoned with that, and I think that's a question that i I won't get to until much later in my career, But at this point, that's my my answer.
0: I guess for me, it's how do we subvert our own performance? You know, because, yeah, I'm coming to, to a place in my own life where I don't know if I could avoid it, but I think I could subvert it in some ways.
3: To just paint it and give it right back to you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, I, I I think it's time for to open it up to the group. So if there's other questions, please join
3: in. I promise I won't bite you unless you want. Me. We actually have a oh, wow. From the poems are so strong. I hear rhythm and music. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, Nancy. Um, before I transitioned fully into a poet, I was an MC in Los Angeles. So, I mean, I have an album and two EPs, nice like battle rap and (laughs) in downtown LA and um, West Hollywood, all that stuff. Um, So music is innate to me. So I'm a child of hip hop, but I'm also an understudy of jazz and I make sure that I incorporate a lot of that into my own process. So if you listen to me spit the delicacy of embracing spirals, you'll actually hear Kamasa Washington. Um, You'll. You'll hear, I, I feel like this is an obvious answer, but you'll no. I'm not a Coltrane, child of Coltrane. I'm a child of Miles for sure. Um, so you'll hear a lot of that influence into my renditions of my pieces. Question:
1: oh,
3: Yeah, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Hi. What's your name? My name Sean. Hi, Sean. I feel like the words are fighting me, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's it's very interesting, um, I work in very concentrated short periods of time, people are like, baby, how do you do all these things in, in a day? I don't do it all day, I honor when it comes to me. So I often find that when words come to me, it's in whispers, and it'll be like four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. So what I do is instead of trying to force an entire piece, I just write the three lines that keep repeating to me in my phone, and then three months later, six months later, the piece will just come to me. So I honor when it wants to come as it's coming, and then I let it go. It's like a practice and detachment. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The whispering didn't come until you know the first whisper came in January and the, the, the next set of whispers came in March. And I go, oh, those that was the same poem. put it together. Yeah, great question. Any other questions? That's a great question. So um, if you look at the the beginning of the book, um, it starts with um, a quote by Wanda Coleman, and it talks about the boxer, Sonny Liston. Um, and it, it, uh, the I think the, the quote is, even if you're acknowledged, quote, unquote, the champ, um, you know, you'll be misunderstood, and you'll walk off into oblivion with no real accolades. And if you know anything about the story of Sonny Liston, he proved that he was the the boxing champ of the world, but because he was disliked and misunderstood, and he you know he was like a, a he, he came out of the prison system, so a lot of people didn't like his image. And I think Sonny Liston, um, or the framing of Sonny Liston uh, alongside Wanda Coleman, uh, kind of put in position for me, even if I tw- if I tell quote unquote my truth, and I may be misunderstood that's okay, because I understand myself, and there's power in that. So even if my story is absurd, or uh, ridiculous, or just too vulnerable, people are like, I can't, I can't hold this. this is too much, it doesn't matter, because I understood the intention behind that. And I hold that power, um, no matter what the audience uh, interpretation of the work is. So it's more of a, it's a practice for me.
0: Mimi, can you talk a little bit about your relationship to Wanda Coleman and her work?
3: Wanda Coleman is the subject of my dissertation at, at UC Santa Cruz. I'm actually very excited, but also very nervous because I have my exams in December. <laughs> I have no idea how to do this, but yeah. Um, but Wanda, um, I actually came to Wanda because of Trong. I came in. I was in Trong's class, and he was like so adamant about. Making me read uh, Things Fall Away. And I wanted to read, I think it was Sesshu Foster or Harriet Mullen, but he was like, no, you have to read Wanda. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I read Wanda um, and I didn't fall in love with her in that book. But over time, I had like these really weird supernatural experiences throughout my life where she just kept on pushing herself on me. Wanda, Wanda—it's like everything was Wanda. Everything was Wanda. And then I sat down and I started reading her work, and I said, "Oh shit! No one—I haven't read anything like this. Like, she's writing in the 1970s, and it feels like a black exploitation film. Like, she, like, where has she been this whole time?" And I was like, "She's been here all this whole time. I told you." So, <laughs> um, like everyone else, I fell in love with Wanda. And I would say I'm obsessed with a dead woman at this point. Um. Throughout the summer, I have talked to every one of her friends who are still alive. Um, and I'm in conversation right now with Terence Hayes, who has been super, super helpful um, in the development of my dissertation and my project. And she is when I say I'm a daughter of California, I really I'm really saying I'm a daughter of Wanda or I'm a daughter do- a daughter of the West Coast because, wanda is the queen of the west coast she put the west coast and other writers have but for me she's put the west coast on the map as a literary consciousness especially at the end of the 20th century it's a great question
0: i think she passed a torch to you as the baddest bitch in the room
3: (laughs) right now, besides Wanda, um, contemporaries. I mean, Hector, son of Hector, who's mm-hmm. in the room right now. Chong uh, Chan, uh, Soledad Con Carne, Lord of this Figueroa. Um, I, I'm pretty sure everyone in this room has heard it. I get compared to Tongo all the time. I think he and I have reckoned um, that comparison and we're like cool about it, so it's not a big <laughs> deal. Like whatever, <laughs> but he's Tongo, I'm Mimi. Um, I, Darius Simpson is another poet, another, uh, contemporary poet. He's lucky I was in his workshop class when we were at Mills, just FYI, I'm telling a joke, I promise you. Um, what else? Darius Simpson, um, strong trend, uh, Lili Jackson, who is a playwright and who, uh, is deeply influential and, and inspirational for me. Um, Mariel Lang, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people who would say oh your work um, is similar or in conversation with but i'm you know i'm kind of selfish I like to be in my own lane so i'm only in conversation with myself. yeah. hmm yeah I actually thought about that question I was asking myself that question maybe like two days ago um if you read if you get to the the after the coda right um I kind of tell this uh parable of how my father tells stories. Um, At the end, I I come from what you call uh, Irish triplets. So me, my brother and sister were born back to back to back. Um, And my dad tells this parable, when I get super frustrated, I'm like, nothing is working in my life, the universe is against me. And my dad always tells the story of uh, how me, my brother and sister were born, I took 46 hours to get here, my brother took um, I think it was like 13 hours and my youngest, uh, my youngest sister took like two. And he tells me that story. To remind me it's a parable to remind me that my road to success or happiness, it's not that I won't get there, it's much longer. So that whole concept, that whole parable of how my father teaches me a lesson through this parable is what I mean by remixing or cutting out the bullshit of the truth to Create this uh, satisfying narrative that's still in essence of the truth, but told in a way that makes you feel more satisfied about where you are in life. So when I wrote the book, I kept that like how my father framed stories or remixes stories is how I remix a lot of the truth in the first half of the book or the second half really too. yeah I hope I hope that makes sense okay. Yeah. Hi, Joyce. Oh, I mean, good luck. <laughs> good luck. You know, I I always tell my my students at Santa Cruz, um, I I never want to be uh, replicated in any capacity on the page or the stage. So I I do when I when you hear me recite a poem, you'll never hear me recite it the same way twice. Um, when you see a poem on the page, I would like to assume that not a lot of people can replicate how I did it. Um, So my advice would be good luck, but also, and I had to learn this with Wanda, because I started reading Wanda poems out loud um, in the summer. And I was like, how can I read? How can anyone read like Wanda? That's impossible. The, The advice I would give not just for my work, but for anyone's work is respect and honor the work by honoring your own voice. So if you would like to read a Mimi Tempest poem, go for it, but make sure it's Joyce that's reading Mimi and you own, because that's part of the essence of the poem is you owning yourself um, by owning the work. That's a great question, Joyce. Feel like, I spent most of my time crying on the phone. <laughs> it's a joke, but it's not. Um, um, it's really hard because I guess when I was doing music, I had to understand the difference between Mimi and Mia. Um, so, outside of being and performing in front of people so frequently, um, I have to remember that I keep a lot of myself to myself. So I spend a lot of time in very quiet, meditative spaces like this right now. I probably like this is a lot for me. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a lot. It requires a lot of my energy. So I spend most of my time in very quiet, like dark spaces, just meditating. So when it's time for me to go into the light, I have all the energy that I have. But it's it's, it's, I wasn't always good at being able to honor
0: the, the difference can i just also add that all of that is true but this is all you too yes. it, is, it is you as i remember the very first time you walked into my class and i think you kind of chin checked me on that very first day as your teacher like you looked me up and down and you like making sure that i was worthy to, to to be at the teacher in that moment so i was like that's Mimi Tempest," yeah,
3: saying that it is it is all of me. Um, it is, and I think that's why the second half of the book is so interesting for me. I was very nervous about um, publishing that part of the book, because there I don't think any version of anyone is true. I was just talking to my students yesterday about young and uh, archetypes in the shadow. Um, we did a writing exercise. And I think a lot of people wear masks and are unaware of the masks that they're uh, they're wearing. Um, But I think once you get an understanding of all the masks that you wear in whatever uh, setting that you're in, you know, the the fluidity of how to move becomes a lot more beautiful and empowering. But yeah, I did walk into Charles class with the attitude. I I had a shaved head and I had like this t-shirt. And it was like all cut up on the side, and had earrings and like like a chain. It was cute, but like I did, I I'm I'm I, yes, I have a lot of Aquarian energy, and I'm anti-authority. I gotta know who's that, and what do they want to teach me, and do I know that already? If so, cool. If not, then cool too. So
0: we were about to box,
3: we were. and then he fed me, and I fell in love with him. So it worked out. <laughs> I'm a Taurus too. Yeah, that's my son. Yeah. Hi. I don't know where it came from. I, I I honestly I was listening to Change of the Guard by uh, Kamasi Washington, and maybe the first two pages. I wrote that poem in three days, um, and I haven't changed much of it, it. Just came like that. Uh, but I listened to Change of the Guard by Kamasi Washington, and it just came. It was like the delicacy of embracing spirals does this and this and this, and it wants to do that, and it does that, and da 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 and that. It, and it, I just didn't stop myself. I just let it happen. But there is a delicacy in embracing a spiral, right? Like, I, there's a conversation I have with Lily. Hopefully, it'll get published soon. But when you're in a spiral, you got to just let it happen. You can't you can't stop in it because then you'll go crazy. You can't go the other way because then you'll get eradicated. You just gotta let it flow. And flow for me is 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 delicate. It's ease, it's peace. So it's madness and uh peace and flow happening simultaneously. It's a lot of um entendres in, in that title. Yeah. Trong's book, book of the other. Mm-hmm. That's an angry ass book (laughs) in a good way. It's righteous indignation. Yeah, so. That's a good question. You know, I wanted to make fun of the first half of the book by um, highlighting uh, the performance of the first half. So I took it all the way to the extreme and created a play, which is the, for me, the ultimate performance. Um, I will say this uh, for Heyoka's character, cause that's how the play opens. I studied, I did a ranking of like all the best comedians like ever. And I realized that the two best comedians uh, that ever existed, some may, I don't know, for me, it was between Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, and George Carlin. as so there's too many comedians to push into one archetype. So I studied for an entire summer stand-up comedy, and I came to the conclusion that uh, Dave Chappelle and George Carlin were the two best comedians of all time. So through studying those two comedians, I came up with Hayoka. And Hayoka was like, Heyoka's an ass, like, Heyoka's my brother, you know, I'd spend a lot of time just talking with my brother watching comedy and I wanted to make fun of comedians or save comedy really because comedy needs to be saved right now we're not gonna get into that. I wanted to make fun of poets, I wanted to make fun of myself. I wanted to laugh at the performance of the performance. Um, Because sometimes people when they write books don't realize that they're performing. So the second half of the book is really a retaliation from the first act of the book. Hi, Elaine. Mm-hmm. They, thank, you for that observation. I think, mm, I think it's there's two things happening. There's the understanding of the performance, right? And then there's the intimacy of the book and remixing the truth. How I saw fit, and then there's like the there's the Sunny Liston quote of being understood and misunderstood. I, For me, there was just this moment of just leaving it on the page, like what if you had nothing left to if you if you had if you just gave yourself freely to to a project, you know. And I talk about performance a lot because people are gonna interpret it as a performance, especially as a black woman, right? I'm gonna I have that understanding, but at that point, it's mine, because I've done the work, but I, I'm one of those writers who say it's up, it's, it's to the world now, and what they will do with it is what they will do. But it is very intense, and very vulnerable. And it's hard to hold at times, but that's also part of all of me. So I left all of me in that book. all All the the intricacies and, and and complexities. Thank
0: you. Amy, can I also just add that I, I know we spoke about anger in this book, mm-hmm. and but I want to say I never felt that you're an angry human being. I, I think reading that book and and witnessing those words felt like the the putting down of anger, right? In many ways, very when we've had this conversation before about Wanda. And how everyone kind of prefaces Wanda with this idea that she's very angry. And that's not the Wanda that you or I know. Right.
3: It, it, I love that you said that because when I talked to Linnell George, who is a really good she's a journalist and a really good friend of Wanda, the first thing that she says, Wanda was a shapeshifter. Um Some people, some circles said that she was like this angry bitch, other circles said she was like the most loving person and the most mothering person that you could ever meet. Uh, some people say that, you know, she really, if she didn't like you, she just didn't care. I think black women or the black identity should be allowed all those faces um, without having to contend with the gays So when I think of Wanda and I think of all these ideas or all these masks or performances, what I'm really, I'm doing a Du Boisian mindfuck, really. Um, And, and holding space for myself to be whatever I want, when I want and not, thank you and not having, and not needing permission to be any of of such things. Do you have questions? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can be a Barbie doll when I want to, and I could turn into a cold bitch when I want to too, and I, that's okay. Tatiana said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any other questions? Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Hey, beautiful woman right there. <laughs> yeah. It goes, thank you for that. It goes back to I'm not the only one that has to hold this, you know, whatever capacity the poem takes. Kevin, hi, Kevin.
0: <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> I mean, if we're talking like the last um what was that comic book what was the name Watchmen. if we ever talk about the last like watchman oh my god but who's the actor's name yeah oh. yeah i think i saw yaya and I was like doctor man and it's been that ever since that it's not that deep yaya is just a, a gorgeous man <laughs>
0: but naked gorgeous yeah, right but
3: any of the questions
0: you <laughs> well, you said we were in the living room so.
3: <laughs> any other question most definitely hmm Uh, on why the Black artist uh, isn't seen smiling, is never seen smiling. To those unborn who dare to pick up the pen, when you open your history books, look back on this year, ask where all our teeth went, our answer is simple. It's not because love wasn't caressed into the seams in this current nightmare life silhouette. It's not because we failed to wake up every morning without you on our minds. It's not because we lived in hell in a year and a year exposed for 400 years of a failed human experiment. It's not because we didn't stitch every word to fulfill your prophecy. It's not because every word stitched prior didn't help us walk in our own. It's not because we weren't envisioned to inherit the heaven that is already ordained with you. Our answer is simple. It's because our teeth were never here to begin with every utterance of this poem is a prayer in your name. Every prayer in your name is a possibility to fulfill a future that always existed through the alchemy of our designated tongues our prayer is simple may there be less dead leaves withering during your fall may your mind and body know rest. May wisdom reverberate from your lungs like air. May the words sing in your ears like honey. May you create and fulfill your own glory. May the streets you walk be clear and fully paved. May you make love and know it as the world's only gold. May each stanza bear themselves naked to you. May the chatter of their false ideations be heard as lull. May you try and fail and try again to succeed. May you succeed only on your terms. May your pen write in the same cadence of your heart. May mother, oh, may mother be behind your tongue always and may your heart fill with no bounds. May the universe announce itself in your presence. May joy always whisper jewels from over your shoulder. May death be kinder to you than she was to us. May your life experience no limits or frames or cages. May your lessons be learned hard and fast. May you forgive our mistakes and misunderstandings. May you pass your inheritance to the next generation. May time be your companion, not your cosmic overseer. And may every black body not be a dead man's sonnet. And may every tear shed on a black woman's cheek not be understood only as soliloquy. And may the laughter of a black child be heard as grace in haiku. And when your words find refuge on the page, Write like the gods are the only ones reading your soul. Write as if you are revealing yourself as God, too. Our prayer is simple, and you, brilliant one, were always the answer. Thank you.
1: So Mimi's happy to be signing books. For those of you who are online, we have posted links with which you may purchase books, and you will get a signed copy. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Live from City Lights, a podcast from City Lights bookstore and publishers. Our theme music was provided by Axolotl. All City Lights events are free. To see upcoming events at City Lights bookstore in San Francisco, check out www.citylights.com events.